He's dying already. Can you hear me there in the last row? Possibly not. Yes? Okay. As usual, let us certainly begin our Dhamma by first paying homage to the Buddha, then by taking refuge in the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha, and finally we'll take the eight precepts. Namo tassa bhagavata arahata sammasambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavata arahata sammasambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavata arahata Sammasambuddhasa Buddhamma saranam gacchami Dhammamma saranam gacchami Sangamma saranam gacchami Dutyampi buddhamma saranam gacchami Dutyampi dhammamma saranam gacchami Dutyampi sangamma saranam gacchami Tatiampi buddhamma saranam gacchami Tatiampi dhammamma saranam gacchami Tatiampi sangamma saranam gacchami Panati pata Viramani sekapatam samadhyami Adena dana Viramani sekapatam samadhyami Abramacharya Viramani sekapatam samadhyami Musavada Viramani Sekapatam Samadhyami Sura Miraya Majapamadatana Viramani Sekapatam Samadhyami Vikala Bhojana Viramani Sekapadam Samadhyami Natcha Gita Vadita 
Visukadasana Malaganda Vilipana Dharana Mandana Vivusanatana Viramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Uchasiyana Mahasiyana Viramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Itami Silam Magga Fala Nyanasa Pachayo Ho Tu Abamadina Sambadita Are you sure this is not too loud? It's it's good? Yes? Sounds pretty loud to me. <laughs> Just maybe a tiny little bit down. Okay. The topic of our discourse this evening in Pali is Anicham Viditabam, Anichalakanam Viditabam, Anichanupasana Viditabha. Don't worry, I will not give the entire talk in Pali. We'll be in a better position to do that than I am. Now, the English translation of uh, uh, this is that what is impermanent must be known. The characteristic or the nature of impermanence must be known and the contemplation of impermanence must be known. So with certain, uh, this to- topic, this discourse on Anicca, Anicca Lakana and Anicca Nupasana, we shall expand on what certain, uh, Marcia explained in her earlier uh, discourse on Wednesday. Her discourse uh, was entitled uh, um, Liberating Impermanence or Knowing Liberating 
Huh? Or embracing, there you go. Embracing, liberating, uh, impermanence. No. Let us begin with a passage on that what is impermanent as given in the third volume of the Samyutta Nikaya, in section 195. The discourse itself is entitled Impermanent in the English language. At Sawati, sitting to one side, the Venerable Radha said to the Blessed One, Venerable Sir, it is said impermanent, impermanent. What now, Venerable Sir, is impermanent? And the Buddha's answer to this form, O Radha, Bhikkhu Radha, is impermanent, feeling is impermanent, perception is impermanent, volitional formations uh, are impermanent, consciousness is impermanent. Seeing thus, one understands, and there's no more for this state of being. Now, as an elaboration on Not as a second aspect, also from the Samyutta Nikaya, once again its third volume, section 195, a discourse satna that is entitled slightly differently, namely of impermanent nature at Sawati. Sitting to one side, the Venerable Radha said to the Blessed One, Venerable Sir, it is said, of an impermanent nature, of an impermanent nature. What now, Venerable Sir, is of an impermanent nature? Form is of an impermanent nature. Feeling, perception, volitional formations, consciousness is of an impermanent nature. Being, seeing thus, one understands there is no more for this state of being. Now, what we have here in these two discourses are two different aspects related to impermanence. For one thing, there is that, or the thing that is impermanent, and on the other hand, the characteristic or the nature of impermanence. Now, 
With reference to the first one, in Pali this would be given simply as anicca. With reference to this, we have the following uh, discourse. Once again from the Samyutta Nikaya, this time volume 4, section 28, at Sawati. Because Bhikkhunis and lay retreatants, all is subject to birth, and what is the all that is subject to birth? The I is subject to birth, forms, eye-consciousness, eye-contact, whatever feeling arises with eye-contact as a condition, that too is subject to birth. The ear, the tongue, the body and the mind. Whatever a feeling arises with mind-contact as condition, that too is subject to seeing. And seeing thus, the instructed noble disciple experiences revulsion or disenchantment towards satna, the eye, towards forms, towards eye-consciousness, towards eye-contact, and satna, towards satna, a feeling that arises based on eye-contact. One understands there is no more for this state of being. So the thing that is permanent refers to all the formations in connection that all the formations uh, mm, that are part of the five aggregates, namely the aggregate of materiality, the aggregate of feelings, the aggregate of perceptions, of volitional formations, and the aggregate of consciousness. So those formations are said to be impermanent. Those are the things that are impermanent. They are, as mentioned already, now, different from this is the characteristic or the nature of impermanence. The Pali term for characteristic of impermanence is given as anicca lakana. Elsewhere, we also find the Pali term anicchata. Now, the venerable Mahasi Sayada of Fatna Burma, in his exposition of the Silawanta Sutta, his certain fundamental work, Manual of Insight, and Satna elsewhere equates these two terms, namely Anicca Lakana and Anicca Ta, as Satna being one and Satna the same thing in line with the commentaries. 
Now, the characteristic or the nature of impermanence signifies the nature of things of not being permanent, of not being everlasting, of originating and dissolving, of wasting away, decaying and undergoing transformation. Arising is the beginning of impermanence, decay is its middle point and dissolution is its end. And the characteristic of impermanence or the nature of impermanence is common to all the formations comprised in the five aggregates that make up our empirical personality. Their inherent nature of not remaining permanent, of undergoing transformation, is the characteristic of impermanence. Now, both the Visuddhimagga, the path of purification, as well as the path of discrimination, the Patisambhida Magga, refer to 40 modes of contemplation. And basically, these 40 modes of contemplation consist of a number of ways of contemplation, contemplating formations as being impermanent, then different ways of um, contemplating formations as um, unsatisfactory, as suffering, and suddenly then a few aspects related to non-self. Now, and in the relevant certain passage, we find the five aggregates are impermanent, they are disintegrating, they are fickle, they are perishable, they are unenduring, subject certainly to change. They are to be annihilated, they are formed, subject to birth, subject to aging, subject to illness, subject certainly to death. So in essence, in line with the Abhidhamma Sangha, namely the comprehensive manual of Abhidhamma, the characteristic of impermanence is the mode of rise and fall and 
change. In other words, reaching non-existence after having come to be. So let me say this again. The characteristic of impermanence is the mode of rise and fall and change, reaching non-existence after having come to be. So there can be a dissolution, a cessation of an object only Pardon me? after it has arisen. That's it. Only after its origination. The Visuddhi Magga in its certain section 450, which corresponds to the 14th chapter of the Visuddhi Magga, paragraph 69, states impermanence of matter has the characteristic of complete breaking up. Its function is to make material substances subside, it is manifested as destruction and falling away. In both of those, destruction and falling away are aspects of uh, uh, the ending. Its proximate cause is matter that is completely breaking up. So that's said with regard to impermanence of matter. Now, as an example for decay, sickness, and satna death, three aspects satna that uh, are represent major stations in uh, the existence of a uh, living being. The Majjhima in its thirteenth uh, discourse. Section 19 contains the following words of the Buddha. And what is the danger in the case of material form? Would you know what the danger might be? Could be? Pardon me? It will pass away. Yes, there you go. And this may take on different forms. Later on, one might see that same woman or man here at 80, 90 or 100 years, aged, as crooked as a roof bracket, beautiful language, doubled up, supported by a walking stick, tottering, frail, her, her or his youth gone, teeth broken, grey-haired, scanty-haired, bold, wrinkled, 
with limbs all blotchy. What do you think has that person's former beauty or handsome appearance and loveliness vanished and the danger become evident? And the because at the time said, they said yes. <laughs> they better say yes. <laughs> and so now the Buddha then confirmed, yes, indeed, this is a danger in the case of material form. Now, impermanence or the characteristic of impermanence, to be more precise, can also be, be seen on a much larger scale, and namely spanning eons. And spanning world cycles. The Majjhima Nikaya in its first volume, section 186, then speaks of the periodical destruction of world cycles. And suddenly the relevant passage states, Now, there comes a time when the water element is disturbed and then the external earth element vanishes. When even this external earth element, great as it is, is seen to be impermanent, subject to destruction, disappearance and change. What of this body which is clung to by craving and lasts but a while? There can be no considering that as I or mine or I am. Now, even though there are hundreds and thousands of examples for uh, that could be given for um, impermanence, the impermanence, the nature of impermanence of fitness formations, yet for us to deeply understand this is altogether another matter. And do you think in a transformative manner can the nature of impermanence be understood by simple reflection? Is that enough? Or maybe attending a course on impermanence? No. It might help you to gain some theoretical understanding about impermanence, but to deeply, intuitively understand you know, the nature uh, of impermanence is certainly uh, requires much more than that. Now, the best way 
to understand the true nature of impermanence is by engaging in mindfulness meditation practice. And when we do this, when we time and again contemplate the impermanent nature of Vatna formations, then this comes to be known or is referred to in the Pali scriptural language as Anicca Nupassana, namely a contemplation, a repeated observation of the nature of impermanence. Now, in order to gain a profound understanding of the nature of impermanence, first of all, we need to be well established in virtuous conduct, sila. We further need to purify the mind of the hindrances, and this is typically done when concentration becomes stronger and the hindrances will be suppressed and temporarily suppressed. And then by carefully mindfully contemplating predominant formations as they arise in uh, this body and mind. And when we mindfully contemplate or observe the predominant formations, then we will come to know their specific qualities. So the specific qualities of the rising movement, specific qualities of the falling movement of the abdomen, specific qualities of a pain, specific qualities of fatna, the wandering mind, or of joy, and so on and so forth. And with this, retreat and satna then are experiencing the specific characteristic of formations, experiencing their coming to know the specific characteristic of whatever predominant object comes along. And this specific characteristic is referred to in the Pali scriptural language as Sambhava Lakana. Now, With this, a retreatant will gradually come to understand what previously was seen as one entity, namely as one being, as 
a particular individual with a certain name and at a certain age and whatnot. In the end, consists of just two broad categories of objects, namely bodily formations and mental formations. And with this suddenly, an important distinction is suddenly being made and suddenly, first of all, being understood, namely that of materiality and mentality. Now, when a retreatant continues with his or her contemplation of predominant certain formations, he or she will come to uh, recognize intuitively that those same material and mental phenomena are connected by way of cause and effect. Now that's sudden a further major intuitive understanding. Now as one's practice will continue to deepen if earlier on a retreater would typically see only the middle portion of an object, now gradually over time a retreatant will start seeing not only the middle of an object but also near the ending of it as well as near the beginning of it. So in other words the whole thing, namely near, near the genesis, the begin of uh, any object, the duration of it or the occurrence of it, and certainly then the uh, dissolution or the ending uh, of that same object. And understanding formations in that way is, in so understanding, one is said you know, to be experiencing the conditioned characteristic of formations, namely that every object has a clear beginning, every physical or mental object has a clear occurrence or duration, and every condition formation has a clear cut or has an ending. Now, this is uh, uh, referred to knowing this um, character, this particular characteristic is no, known as Sankata Lakana in the Pali scriptural language in English translated as conditioned characteristic, seeing the conditioned characteristic of characteristics of uh, formations.
Now, when a retreatant continues to carefully observe formations, such as the rising movement of a foot near the abdomen, he or she might discover that what seemed so compact, so continuous in terms of a rising movement of the abdomen or in terms of the falling movement of the abdomen gradually uh, is perceived in a different way. And one might notice that one rising movement actually is not just one continuous movement, but it could be experienced as being segmented, so consisting of smaller rising movements, smaller falling movements, and with an even closer observation, one could certainly find that within one single rising movement, there's first the very arising of it, then the object undergoing changes of, uh, of, of various kinds, and certainly then eventually you know, the objects of the rising movement you know, then coming to an end. Now, with this, a retreatant sees the appearance and suddenly then you know, the changes in between and suddenly the disappearance of whatever the predominant object comes along. Now, this experience carries a lot of fitness significance, namely, where previously continuity of movement, continuity of the object was perceived, now one realizes there is no such new thing as uh, continuity, but rather uh, there's discontinuity. And one arising movement consisting of many um, parts or uh, particles. Just from a theoretical point of view, it is this very continuity of formations that is said to conceal the impermanent nature of formations. And so it's really important to have a clear-cut understanding of uh, uh, the impermanent nature of formations.
Now, our understanding of impermanence is not limited to simply seeing the arising of uh, uh, formations and certainly then seeing uh, the change of formations and then the eventual mm, disappearing of formations. The understanding of uh, impermanence can, uh, can and will go much further. And so when the focus of one's attention is on the impermanent aspect of Fatna formations, one will over the time recognize that after having experienced the so-called uh, obstructions of uh, or cor maybe corruptions is a better word corruptions of uh, mm, insight having experienced those one then comes to experience impermanence in um, in a new way in a different way if you like to in a much more dynamic way and what happens at that point in the practice is that having seen the very arising of an object the next moment one sees its disappearing having seen or having seen the arising one sees its passing away having seen the appearance of an object the next moment one sees its disappearance and typically at this point in the practice the middle portion the duration the occurrence of objects tends to be very short now when previously experiencing the rising falling movement of the abdomen still in a relatively coarse manner in uh, in a segmented certain manner now it could be that uh, uh, one comes to see a further um, well um, refinement of one's certain understanding and one might notice in the course of one single rising movement plenty of different sensations all connected to the rising movement as rapidly arising and rapidly passing away and this particular phenomenon may be experienced not only with regard to the rising and falling movement of the abdomen but with regard to 
any predominant physical formation with regard to any predominant mental formation. Retreatant might experience a variety of formations arising and passing, arising and passing in a relatively rapid manner, and this also in a very clear cut manner. Now, this particular understanding of impermanence is already of a much more mature nature. However, would you say it's the final aspect? Would you say so? Is that really the end of or all in terms of understanding? Uh, impermanence, it's not. And there's still to, more to be discovered. But before going any further, let me backtrack just a little bit. When a retreatant sees the very arising of formations and sees how they undergo changes and sees how they are disappearing and seeing this over and over and over in the present moment what happens at that particular point in the practice is by a way of inferential knowledge that retreatants recognize well this must must have been the case with formations that occurred in the past and this most likely will also be the case with regard to formations to be experienced in the future. And so this inferential knowledge of impermanence in the Pali scriptural language is given as Anumana Samasana Jnana. That's just for the completion of the presentation. Now, maybe to add one more point. As is being clearly mentioned in various passages in the Visuddhimagga, the path of um, uh, purification, everything disappears having arisen. And the Pali for this is Hutwa Abawato. And the texts describe the conglomerate of mental and physical dhammas that arise and then pass away in that way as hutwa abawato. Now, maybe to still add a little bit certain here, 
this uh, rapid and clear scene of uh, the disappearance of formations after having seen them appearing occurs only with regard to the rise and fall, rising and falling movement of the abdomen, only with regard to pain snakes. Would you say so? No? You're saying no. What else then? Ah, all conditioned formations. There you go. And uh, when it comes to the seeing process, so typically when we see something, we assume that this is what? Solid. There you go. Solid, a continuous process. But when we do pay closest attention to what's actually happening, when the seeing process takes place, we recognize there are different elements involved and the seeing itself may be experienced as being rather fleeting, as being of a flickering nature. And the same thing might also be experienced in a very direct manner with regard to the hearing process, hearing a sound. So let's say a truck drives by and certainly that uh, the sound will definitely last for a while, especially when the truck drives up the hill and not down the hill. And so, so it will take a little bit longer. And so we hear that, uh, you know, the sound of the truck coming. And typically, in the absence of proper mindfulness, this might be perceived, wrongly perceived, as a continuous sound. But upon closest observation and investigation, we might find the, you know, the hearing process to be actually quite different. Namely, mm, one hears it mm, again in a flickering uh, manner. Sound is there and gone and there and gone and so on. And the same thing, what you think, could also be experienced while having a delicious meal? Or are you totally taken away by the taste of it? The deliciousness of it. So, the next meals are coming up soon. And <laughs> please um, consider or consider this to be a little bit of homework to be explored tomorrow. Now, the investigation and the understanding of impermanence does not end here, but rather, and this happens very naturally, the focus of our attention will increasingly be on you know, the breaking up, the dissolution, the vanishing, the destruction of 
formations. The fading away of formations. And if previously both the arising and the passing away were uh, in the focus of our attention, now uh, the focus changes and so the focus is more on you know, the ending of formations. Now, when this naturally happens, retreatants will recognize that whatever the physical, the conditioned physical or mental formation be, they all uh, break up in one way or another. And this seeing, directly, directly experiencing the breaking up in terms of mm, the rising movement of the abdomen, in terms of the falling movement of the abdomen, in terms of any predominant physical or mental formation, this is said to be the apex in terms of uh, intuitively understanding mm, uh, uh, impermanence, the nature of uh, impermanence. And obviously seeing the breaking up of formations is an aspect of uh, impermanence. Now, in the course of one's mindful observation of formations, the aspect of impermanence will come up for investigation on many more occasions and gradually one's wisdom, one's understanding of impermanence will mature. And sooner or later, when the required prerequisites are present and the mind, um, or there's a high degree of purity of mind, and the mind is well balanced in terms of the controlling faculties, in terms of the enlightenment factors, and uh, uh, impermanence has been deeply understood. It could happen that while one is observing some object, and it could be any object, in the light of impermanence, that with that then, the door to emancipation gets opened and then such form of contemplation at that moment is known as the contemplation of the signless. In Pali, this particular aspect is certainly known as Anicca Nupasana Vipalasa Nimitam Munchetti Animita Nupasana Nama. 
And so the contemplation of impermanence, which increasingly so discards the sign of perversion, and the sign of perversion comes in the form of thinking that formations are continuous, are solid. This contemplation then of impermanence becomes the door to emancipation. Namely, we mukha mukha in the Pali scriptural language, sometimes also uh, referred to as animita, um, animita vimoka mukha. So in other words, our practice culminates in the contemplation of impermanence and in so doing it, this all happens quite naturally by itself. There's no need to control here whatsoever. And in so doing, then noble path knowledge and certain fruition knowledge will be gained. Now, with regard to the contemplation of impermanence, anichanupasana, we find, um, or there's the following statement, namely, one who develops the contemplation of impermanence abandons the perception of permanence. In the Pali scripture language given as Anicca nupasanam bhavento nicca sanyam pajahati. Now, how does this abandoning through development take place? As we increasingly will be seeing the impermanence of formations and not their permanence, with this and by way of substitution of opposites, then the wrongful perception of formations as being uh, permanent, that wrongful perception known as Sanya Vipalasa in the Pali scriptural language gets abandoned and uh, replaced by uh, the proper uh, perception of formations as being impermanent. Now, in the absence of a mindful contemplation of predominant formations as they occur in the body and in the mind, we will be under this wrongful perception of permanence.
sins, also sometimes referred to as perversion of one's perception. Sanya Vipalasan. And so we are then under the wrongful impression that formations are permanent and everlasting. And now, if that is how one experiences the world, perceives the world, namely as being unchanging and everlasting, then this will gradually lead to a distortion, will have an impact on the consciousness itself and will lead to a distortion of consciousness in the Pali scriptural language given as citta vipalasa. So vipalasa is your perversion and citta is of consciousness or the mind. Now, if this distortion of consciousness happens over and over and over and over again, it will lead to another distortion. And the question is to you, which distortion? Distortion of what? Self, self as permanent. Self as permanent. So you can say distortion of view. And not deity vipalasa in the Pali scriptural language, not necessarily only with regard to the self, but any kind of formation. So being under the wrongful, wrongful belief that all conditioned formations are permanent, when of course we know they are not. When however, mindfulness comes into play and we are mindful of whatever predominant information comes up and then gradually that um, wrongful perception or distortion of perceptions will be rectified, will be substituted by um, a right perception of Fertner formations. And if we keep experiencing, if we keep perceiving formations in the right light, namely the light of impermanence, then this will gradually have an impact on consciousness. And rather than experiencing a distortion of consciousness, we will then uh, experience uh, consciousness in its proper light. And when there's a proper um, being conscious of formations, then that will ultimately um, lead Sadhana to a proper understanding or right Sadhana view with regard to the formations as being uh, impermanent. So repeatedly contemplating the impermanent nature of certain formations, 
seeing how formations come, undergo changes, undergo changes and then disappear, or you know, see them, see their impermanent nature in you know, different certain ways, that is known in the Pali scriptural language as anicca um, nupasana. And so, when it comes to the aspect of impermanence, there is actually, when we take a closer look at the matter, quite a lot to be um, explored, to be investigated, and to be properly understood. This contemplation of uh, the impermanence sometimes is also uh, referred to as anicca nupasana, jnana in the Pali scriptural language. So the knowledge that uh, then explores or contemplates the aspect of anicca. Allow me to conclude today's Satna discourse on Anicca, that the thing which is impermanent, and in short, the various formations uh, relating to the five aggregates, then Anicca Lakana, so the characteristic of impermanence or the nature of impermanence, sometimes also referred to as anicetta, and the contemplation of fatna impermanence anicca nupasana, may you engage in those, may you experience those in a very direct manner, may it help you to fully understand anicca anicca and and eventually may it lead to the realization of, may it lead to the door of emancipation, namely Vimokha Mukha, Animitam Vimokha Mukha, and with this may a path or in connection with this may then. Um, noble path, knowledge and fruition knowledge, which both take Nibbana as an object, be experienced during this very retreat here uh, in Taoski Valley. And this is it for the discourse. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.